the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. He spent over 40 years in and around the restaurant industry. He's been an owner and an operator. He's a member of the Colorado Restaurant Hall of Fame. For over 30 years, his radio shows have been keeping you updated on the ever-changing Colorado restaurant scene, where he invites you to join him, both on the air and for meals at area restaurants. He's Mike Boyle, and this is The Restaurant Show. I'm Mike Boyle, and we are back for the second hour of the Restaurant Show, News Talk 710, KNUS, every Saturday, 3 to 5, every Sunday, 10 o'clock until noon. Um, You know what? Sometimes we even talk about restaurants on the restaurant, travel, movies, books, sports, or whatever we feel like talking about show. Uh, Last hour, we talked about specials, and I just told you about some TV commercials, some... um, restaurants that are doing some specials, some ways to save your money, and um, had a listener weigh in with a special at A&W, and so we talked a little bit about restaurants, and we did talk uh, with Nelson DeMille and his son Alex about a book that just came out this week called Bloodlines. Very, very good. Nelson DeMille is a very, very well-known and popular and prolific writer and uh, so that was enjoyable talking to him a little bit about that talked a little bit about tv because the harry bosch bosch legacy season two is coming out this friday october 20th and um, i don't know about you but i can't wait i really like it it's I, i i don't go back i'm not i make exceptions top gun how many times have you seen Top Gun? Me? Eh, 20, 30, 40, I don't know, maybe 50. Um, I can watch Rambo. I can watch Rocky. Rocky could do, still, Sylvester Stallone could do Rocky 35, and I'd still be watching it. Now, that's not repeating, but, uh, you know, there's certain things that you really know or go to. Field of Dreams. Come on, you can watch Field of Dreams a whole bunch of times, and it always feels very, very good. I have not got to the point where I'm re-watching um, the Bosch series. 
the Reacher series, Terminalist by Jack Carr. Um, what are some of the other ones? I haven't gone back and watched Ozark. I mean, I really enjoyed them when I watched them once, but I'm not going to watch them a second time. And I haven't done that with Bosch 1 through 6, and I didn't do it with last season's Bosch Legacy. I guarantee you that when season 2 comes out this Friday, the first episode will be a nice five, ten-minute recap of season one, so you won't lose anything there. Um, you know what? We got a freeze last night. The temperature in Castle Rock went down to 25. It dropped down into the 20s in Denver, Denver metro area. So, and you look outside, and maybe in your neighborhood, the leaves are turning. Uh, went up to the mountains this week and uh, got a little bit of fall colors in, had a nice lunch. I'll tell you a little bit about that later in the show. But uh, the, the, the cold weather's coming. So what we're going to do is we're going to go to Mexico, January 10th to the 17th. And... Um, I'm going to get Warren Erbson on. Warren Erbson is the official travel agent of the Mike Boyle Restaurant Show because, man, it really uh, – reservations really blew up this week. Um, prices are still good. When I say blew up, I mean people calling because they figured out that it was going to be cold weather. Uh, we're going to talk with him. And then I want to share with you the author's notes from the Bill O'Reilly book, Killing the Witches about Salem, Massachusetts. So I'm going to share that because that's got some modern-day application as well. So all that coming up on The Restaurant Show. All right, welcome back to the Mike Boyle Restaurant, travel, movies, books, sports, whatever we feel like talking about. One of the things I love, I love to travel. I love to be there. I love to talk about it. I've got Warren Erpson, the official travel agent of the Mike Boyle Restaurant Show. Warren, what the heck happened this week? Warren keeps me abreast as people book our trips. And it seemed to blow up this week. Warren, what happened? Well, the weather has changed for one of the major uh, impetus. Uh, people all of a sudden say, hey, wait a minute, it will get cold and change. It <laughs> better be someplace warm. So, uh, yeah, it, uh, it it does make a difference. They wake up to the fact that, uh, hey, summer's over, and we got to start thinking about uh, uh, what are we going to do this winter to warm up in in January when it'll be 10 degrees here uh, as it typically is during stock show time and 80 degrees in Mexico. All right, so we've gotten the fall color day trips out of the way. People have started to get their sprinklers blown out, getting ready for the winter shutdown. So uh, people are starting to think, are these people that have traveled with us before? Are we getting some uh, new people? Uh, yeah. Uh, no, uh, actually, during this week, virtually everyone has been on a prior trip because they know what a good value it is and what a good time they have with uh, all the people you attract. All right. Are we holding the value? Because <clears throat> we've explained if you may be new to the show, yep. if you may be thinking about taking a trip for the first time, we do not book a block of seats on an airplane. We do not book a block of rooms at the hotel. If there is space at a good price when you want to go, you call Warren Erbson and say, hey, 
That cool guy, Mike Boyle, sounds like a cool dude. We'd like to go to Mexico with him. You put together the package at that time. Are the prices holding pretty well right now, Warren? Yes, they still are holding. They've gone up a little bit, but not much, and there's still a heck of a value. When you know, when you can go uh, round trip airfare uh, for two people for under four thousand, under, under you know, basically under two thousand per person, with uh, nonstop flights and uh, uh, quality property, uh, and, uh, and we don't use the lowest rooms at the hotel. We always have upgraded rooms, and uh, it's all inclusive. You know, you, yeah, for uh, about uh, for round figures, about eighteen hundred dollars per person, uh, double oh, occupancy. Wow. You just uh, you don't have to spend another penny. Uh, no, everything's included. And, and you know what? We do have people that don't leave the property. They go to have an enjoyable vacation, catch up on their reading, catch up on a couple drinks, and then we have other people that we barely see because in Cabo San Lucas, January tenth to the seventeenth, they'll be off on a whale watching cruise. They'll be on a sunset cruise. Uh, maybe they'll go up to. San Jose del Cabo for the art walk. Maybe uh, they might head up to Todos Santos to the Hotel California to have a margarita. So you can decide what you want to do. But one of the things that we've also done is, I'm sorry, Warren, go ahead. No, I was going to say uh, you're right on all of that. Uh, uh, it, it's a wonderful destination, and uh, it's a fairly compact area in that uh, uh, you know you can stay you know, very much within the Cabo area there, but you can be you know, spread out around. And I've had people do everything down there, including uh, uh, you know like motorbike tours. And, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, it, it, there's all kinds of things you can do. I took I took a group a number of years ago, and one lady came back she said I will never go to Cabo San Lucas again without riding the camels they have a they have a camel tour where you ride camels she said it was so fun well having been to places that have camels I've ridden a camel uh, I've never ridden one in Cabo San Lucas but I've done just about everything else and I can certainly help people um, decide what they might want to do with some spare time. So we fly United Airlines. It's a nonstop flight. It arrives in Los Cabos, which is where the airport is. We then work with a company called Amstar, and I think that they are the premier transfer and excursion company in Mexico. They will take us down to a Riu Palace. The Riu properties, R-I-U, is a Spanish property out of Spanish company out of Spain, and they have a tiered system. They have a hotel level here, a hotel level there. Well, we always stay at the properties that are called the palace. It's the top of the line property, and uh, it's right on the beach, beautiful ocean views, all-inclusive, all your meals, whether you go to the buffet, whether you go to the a la carte restaurants, they've got a steakhouse, Asian restaurant, Italian, a Mexican restaurant, and then, of course, all your alcohol, all your beverages, alcoholic and on, are included, and there's entertainment every night, they've got pool They've got the beach. So it it, it really is. Once you write that initial check, Warren, that pretty much sets the tone. That's pretty much what it, like you said, you can go and shop. You can get souvenirs. You can take excursions. But if you want, it is a wonderful, wonderful break during January in the weather that we're going to have coming up. That's exactly right. 
All right. So what would you suggest people do? Give you a call. It's on my website at MikeBoyle.com. Booking sooner than later. Um, We're getting into, can they still do a deposit or does it? uh, Uh, Everything right now is uh, a deposit. uh, For round figures, it's a little, about $710 for two people for the deposit. And the balance is due uh, around the 26th of November. Okay. and but, you know, it, it's very reasonable. Folks, the people that we've got going are just wonderful, wonderful people. And uh, we have found that when new people decide to go with us, we generally run about 50, 50, 60, 40 uh, previous travelers to new. But they make friends that uh, really, uh, matter of fact, they spend some time with them here in Colorado. Warren Erbson, thanks an awful lot. I'll appreciate everything you do. Thank you. All right. Warren Erbson is on my website at MikeBoyle.com. Give him a call. We'd love to take you to Cabo with us on January 10th to the 17th. We're going to take a break on The Restaurant Show. Mike, welcome back to the restaurant show. Um, I want to talk about a book I just recently read. It's by the the, the headliner is Bill O'Reilly. You remember O'Reilly from the O'Reilly Factor uh, on Fox News. He's now got a podcast. It's very successful, very well received. He started writing a number of years ago with a writer named Martin Dugard. What's called the Killing Series: Killing Lincoln, Killing Kennedy. Killing Jesus. And it's, they are wonderfully factual, well researched books that, um, you know, he probably has an idea, probably does a little bit of research. Uh, I think that Martin is probably the primary writer, but he's got one out right now. There's 18 of them. And you will really get, they'll read like a novel, they'll read like a thriller, but you'll really learn something from them. A lot of pages of footnotes in the back. He's got one out right now. I've mentioned it called Killing the Witches. And it's the story of the Salem Witch Trials, which took place in the late 17th century, 1690, 1691, 92, 93, up in Salem, Massachusetts. And if you go up there, and I have, I've stayed in the Hawthorne Hotel, I've been to the House of the Seven Gables, uh, you can go to the Witch's Museum. It's, it's fascinating, it's interesting, they've turned it into a tourist trade, but if you read the book... You will find that, and I didn't know this, that there were four young women in Salem that would accuse people of casting a demonic spell on them. And when they get in the presence of this person, this person would be arrested, this person would be tried. Virtually everybody was found guilty. When they were found guilty, they were typically hanged. And when they would be in the courtroom, these four women would go into fits and start rolling around on the ground and so forth. But all you had to do was be tried, and it was pretty much 
fait accompli. It was pretty much determined that you were guilty. So after reading this book and learning so much more about it, in the back of the book, there is a thing called the author's notes. And I'm going to share this with you because I think that it's got some legitimate applications to today. Author's notes from Killing the Witches. Demonic possession. The concept has been around since the time of Moses. An active evil in the world that can directly alter human lives. In Scripture, the evil one actually confronts Jesus with temptation. Some believe, many do not. But as we have chronicled, demonic situations have led to executions and tortured lives throughout history and extending into the modern age. Today, there is a new kind of witch hunt. Accusations mean guilt. We've seen this, I'll editorially inject, we've seen it over and over. The press drives that every day. No one is executed, but lives are ruined in terrible ways. And there is no forgiveness for actual transgressions. The cancel culture makes sure of that. Demonization has cast a terrible fear across the land. Roseanne Barr recently lamented that, quote-unquote, witch hunters destroyed her career by intense canceling after some terrible comments she made about former, uh, former Barack advisor Valerie Jarrett. Barr apologized for her, invect- for her invective and stated she was loaded on Ambien when she attacked Jarrett on social media. It didn't matter. Roseanne was banished by the entertainment industry. She said this to the L.A. Times, quote, It was a witch burning, and it was terrifying. I felt the devil himself was coming against me to tear me apart, end quote. Harry Potter author J.K. Rowling was demonized for promoting traditional gender. The trans fanatics immediately called for a symbolic lynching, so much so that there was a podcast entitled The Witch Trials of J.K. Rowling. It's Rowling, right? Not Rowling. Anyway, neither here nor there. Although very different from the Salem hysteria in form, the spirit of no forgiveness and celebrating unproven allegations binds the modern cancel culture of Salem together. Instead of insane clerics and corrupt officials, our current witch hunt is led by dishonest media, both traditional and social, and a legion of despicable attorneys who seek to extort money by peddling unexamined accusations, often with full knowledge that careers will be destroyed and families torn apart. We see examples almost every day. Unlike 17th century Salem, there are guilty people today who should be held to account for their misdeeds. But the demonstrable fact in the United States is that due process is often ignored in the court of public opinion. Denials never deter deter the destroyers. Like the powerful Mather preachers, they were in the book. They were the preachers that led this witch hunt. Corporations are taking the lead in mass denial of due process. Let me give you a vivid example. New York Post columnist, 
Paul Mushnick has chronicled the case of tennis analyst Doug Adler. While working for ESPN, which is owned by the Walt Disney Company, Adler described player Venus Williams as using, quote-unquote, guerrilla tactics while rushing the net. Adler was clearly referring to guerrilla warfare, where hit-and-run attacks are used. This was at the Australian Open in 2017. But smear merchants on Twitter, including the tennis stringer for the New York Times, accused Doug Adler of using the word gorilla, G-O-R-I-L-L-A, not gorilla, G-U-E-R-R-I-L-L-A. Because Williams is black, racism was charged. Adler was almost immediately fired by ESPN. Few outside of Mushnick dared to defend him. Adler's career was shattered. Shortly after his dismissal, Adler suffered a heart attack. He survived, but you get the picture. Cancel culture hysteria and a cowardly corporation ruined an innocent man's life, but Adler is not alone. Literally, no one is safe from the new witch hunt. November 2018. Heavily armed police burst into Kimberly Winner's home and arrest her. She is a teacher at Parkview High School in Loudoun County, Virginia. Winner's proclaims her innocence, but is strip searched and booked, charged with sexually abusing a male student. Her mugshot is released to the press. She is fired from her job. She is not guilty. Prosecutors quickly drop the case. There is no evidence other than the accusation. Kimberly Winters sues the county. It takes a jury less than two hours to award her $5 million. Here's what Kimberly told the Washington Post. It became so humiliating, I literally couldn't go out of my house. This has been going on for four years. The repeated trauma of having to relive this created this tremor. My entire body shakes. Why is this happening? You would think the legacy of Salem and the intense struggle to eliminate fanatical religious mandates from our Constitution would have fostered an indelible cautionary outlook on American society. But that is not the case. Fear has returned. It is a mirror of Salem. Many good people turn away from the cancel culture corruption rather than criticize it. There is an active evil in our country. It is present for all to witness. There are now thousands of cases of shattered lives with more emerging every day. Something is generating all this. Something. That's from Bill O'Reilly. He wrote that on Long Island in March of 2023. It's in the back of Killing the Witches. And I just thought that if I did nothing else, um, 
maybe by sharing that with you, it might make us think a little bit and might make us all just a little bit more aware of uh, some of these circumstances, some of these situations as they arrive, and maybe make us all just a little bit more careful um, about any potential rush to judgment. What took place in Salem, Massachusetts, obviously no relation to uh, the broadcasting company, uh, but I, I just find myself saying we see this happen, and we see the association, the actual, the, the actual assumption, I should say, of guilt because something is splashed either in the corporate media or social media when maybe we need to just get a few more facts. We need to just slow down a little bit um, because we are only getting snippets of information and maybe we just need to take a couple minutes and make sure that we are getting the correct information, the truthful information, and uh, maybe not be quite so quick to rush to judgment. All right, let's do this. Let's go ahead and take a break. I hope you enjoyed that. I'd suggest reading the book. It is very, very good. The entire Killing series is. All right, let's take a break. Now it's time for a new feature on the Mike Boyle Restaurant Show, where we talk about restaurants, movies, books, sports, and travel. On the road again. Just can't wait to get on the road again. That's right. We all like to travel, and road trips, local, regional, on less than a tank of gas, are the best. Brought to you by Castle Rock Autoplex, where whether new or used, you can have your choice of Chevys, Fords, Jeeps, and more. So let's hit the road with Mike. All right, 439, I made a couple of road trips, nothing significant. It's not like I drove to Mount Rushmore. It's not like I uh, took a long trip, but I took a couple of brief trips this week. One of them was to Parker. Now, I know some of you know, Mike, you live in Castle Rock. For crying out loud, you took a road trip to Parker? Yeah, because, you know, I saw an article, black-owned pizza shop. One of the first in Colorado opens up in Parker. A restaurant in Parker is making history as one of the first black-owned pizza joints in Colorado. And, you know, between here and Parker, I probably pass 10 pizza shops. And I didn't go to get a pizza. I didn't go because it was black-owned. I owned because of this article. I went because of this article. Letitia Lewis has many children, but TNT... Pizza is her brainchild. I'm a foster mom, and I own group homes, and I've always taught all my kids, from adopted to biological, you know, that anything is possible, she said. One of her sons, Terrell Jones, said, my mom put us in a group chat, and we were talking, what about a pizza shop? It's my favorite food in the world, he said. Though no one in the family had pizza experience, they jumped in. We ended up learning how. Over time, um, one of the boys would be in the back throwing dough, and the other boy would come out and give it a try. Um, her children are Terrell, Nene, and Therese. So you got TNT. They took the lead. TNT Pizza was born. It's at uh, 17.6, no, 17.860 Cottonwood Drive. So that's just north of 470 in that shopping center. It's been around for years and years. This was formerly another pizza place, if I recall correctly. Um, so they argue about whose tea comes first. 
sibling rivalry. Um, but anyway, I so I stopped over there, <laughs> and and this article came out. I don't know, maybe three weeks ago, maybe as long as a month ago. But they they just seemed like they were terribly unorganized. I would call over there and there'd be no answer. So I'd call the subway shop that was in the same strip center. And they say, oh, yeah, they're open at two o'clock in the afternoon or something. I said, what the hell? Who opens at two o'clock in the afternoon? Um, so I was driving. I left the station. Our station is at 225 in Parker and said, I'm going to I'm going to go down Parker Road and uh, maybe I'll stop off at the tailgate, have a burger, sit on the patio, enjoy this warm weather that we were having up until this morning. And uh, but I swung in there and they were open. So there was one young lady working. It turns out she is the ex-fiance of one of the adult sons. But she was an absolute delight. The whole family helps with the restaurant, and both Jones and Bailey are now foster parents themselves. Always being around the kiddos and seeing how much of an impact my mom had on their lives, as soon as I was old enough to change other kids' lives, I was all for it. They want to welcome the whole community into their family. You can come in, sit down, get you a water, a Gatorade, watch the game. You don't have to order anything. Just come in and talk if you want to get out of the house. You don't have to come order a pizza. It's just home for everyone, said one of the sons. Giving back is a big part of TNT's mission. Lewis said she's generous about giving discounts out, giving free pizza to the homeless, first responders, and foster families. They're also trying to drop off pizzas with local businesses every Friday to build that sense of community. So I went by, and it was, I don't know, 1 o'clock, I suppose, 12.31 o'clock. And I thought, if they're open, I'll patronize them. Um, If not, I'll just move on and go somewhere else. Well, they were open. And the young lady explained to me that they've gotten themselves organized, They are now open seven days a week. They open at 11 o'clock in the morning. So they have a bunch of pizzas. I'm typically one of these guys that says, just give me the pepperoni uh, because I don't like too many toppings. So anyway, I said, I've never been here. Walk me through it. She said, well, this pizza, that pizza, this pizza. This is one of our specialty pizzas. It's sausage and black olives. I said, you know what? Your enthusiasm has sold me on it. So she made me the pizza, and when it came out, she was taking drawn butter and going around the crust on the edge. It was a great pizza. I took it out in the car. I was going to take it. I'd already had something to eat that day, and I was and I got in the car and I sat there and I just ate about half of it. Um, I walk back in. Bailey, the Mexican street dog, loves pepperoni. So I walk in and I said, can I just get a couple slices of pepperoni? She gave them to me. I said, what do I owe you? You don't owe me a thing. And um, so then I took it home and I said, I think I'll see how it reheats because that's that's generally a telltale in a pizza. You want it to reheat well. This pizza was freaking great. It was really, really something. And, you know, I have a tendency. I love my pizza sponsors. I love pizza. We've all been drunk in a bar at midnight, had too much to drink, and ordered a tombstone microwave pizza behind the bar, and it was just fine. But 
this one really jumped out, and she was so pleasant, had her little son there running around. So if, if you happen to be in the area, it's called TNT, uh, Tango November Tango, if you want to use the military alphabet, pizza, 17860 Cottonwood Drive. Tell them you heard about it from Mike Boyle on the restaurant show. It was really, really enjoyable. Another driving trip I took this week, Monday was Columbus Day. And um, so I talked to one of my neighbors, and I said, you know what, I'm going to take a little drive. to the." I asked, what are you doing today? And he said, nothing. I said, well, I'm going to take a little drive. Uh, would you like to go? Yep. So we piled in the car, put the dog in the car. We went out 470 to 70, went up through Genesee, got off at the Evergreen exit where El Rancho is, and went into Bergen Park. Bergen Park is the little community two, three, four miles towards Evergreen, past El Rancho. I'm talking not on the freeway, but past El Rancho going towards El, Ever, uh, Evergreen. And where the road splits, um, one way goes to Evergreen, the other side goes over Squaw Pass, takes you up to Mount Evans, takes you up to the Mount Evans Lodge, Mount Evans Lake. And right there is a restaurant called the Parkside Cafe. It's owned and operated by Craig Caldwell. Craig Caldwell is a long-time Denver restaurant guy. And if you want to know who, probably the place you long-time residents know the best, it's Brooklyn's. He and Dave Keefe, his partner, opened Brooklyn's, I want to say, the late 70s. They used to own Thirsty's. Remember when that was a 3-2 bar in downtown Denver right near Tivoli? Anyway, they opened up Brooklyn's. right near McNichols, right near Mile High Stadium, and of course now it's close to Empower Field, rocking and rolling. Craig and his partner, um, he's he sold out to Dave Keith. They're still good buddies. They just got back from three days in Las Vegas together, uh, rolling the bones a little bit and having a couple couple drinks. Um, but Craig has gone on and had a number of other places. He's the guy that bought White Fence Farm from the... Um, Wilson family and ran it for a while and then sold it to a developer who knocked it down and is putting a big building up there. But he's always done very well. Um, he also has the Troutdale Tavern in Evergreen. So I thought, you know what, I called him up and he said, well, I'm not going to be up there, but swing by. Swung by Maya was the server. We sat on, they've got a great patio. It was Monday. One of those fall 75-degree days, sat outside, dog-friendly patio. I had a green chili eggs benedict. Man, it was really, really good. Uh, My neighbor had lox and bagels and really enjoyed that as well. But it it was just a nice experience. And then on our road trip... We continued down into Evergreen, went to the Troutdale Tavern, then went down and saw the lake, of course. I showed this buddy of mine the Evergreen Golf Course, Keys on the Green, told him Willie Nelson lived up Upper Bear Creek Road there a ways for years. Then we went by the Little Bear, took Highway 74 down to Kittridge, well, the Black Hat Cattle Company on Monday at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. It's not going to be open, but I called Dave Rodriguez, the owner, and uh, he said, yeah, I'll meet you, and took us inside, showed my neighbor, and matter of fact, he and his wife are going to go up there this week, showed him the place. He absolutely loved it, introduced him to Dave Rodriguez, told him, Dave took him into the kitchen, showed him how he cuts the steak, the baseball cut, the tomahawk cut, 
he's got the, he believes, the largest Bev Doolittle art collection in the state. If you're not familiar with her, you ought to check her out. She's very well known, very famous. She uh, actually lives in California, Zoshua Tree, um, which is a town right near the Zoshua Tree National Monument. But he's got great Western art. He's got Remingtons and Russells and Sharps, and uh, it's just really, really a cool place and great, great food. Open five days a week, serving dinner only. Then we continue. Continued on down 74 to 470, went to Highlands Ranch, pulled off at Lucent, and went to Gelato and Co. Uh, CO, not in Colorado, but Co. in Italian apparently means etc. Had ourselves some gelato ice cream. They're going to open a gelato store in Castle Rock sometime, probably right after the first of the year. They've got a location, but they've got to get it built out. So anyway, that was our little mini road trips, my little mini road trips for this week. Let's take a break and come back and wrap it up here on The Restaurant Show. show. Um, before we get to Randy Corcoran coming up at 5 o'clock, we just did a spot for Trestle's Coastal Cuisine. Um, Jose and Mimi Espinosa will be going with us January 10th to the 17th to Cabo San Lucas. If you'd like to join us, check it out on my website at mikeboyle.com. That's M-I-K-E-B-O-Y-L-E.com. And by the way, I need a house dog sitter has house slash or house comma dog sitter um the person that's been doing it for me and been doing a great job has gotten something else going on if you are in the dog sitting business and don't call me if you do one of the well i can come over at five o'clock and feed him every day no 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 no. if you want a house sit the house and house sit the dog send me an email at mike at mikeboyle.com and uh, we can get together and uh Talk about that. How does that sound? All right, so let's go to Randy Corcoran. Randy is coming up at 5 o'clock. Wake up with Randy. And um, nothing going on with the Republican Party this week. Um, Nothing new on this House Speaker scene. Uh, But you know what? We're going to ask. We're going to put him on the spot. If I was stuck on a desert island and could only have... (laughs) maybe 10 songs that I could listen to forever and ever. Maggie May would certainly be one of them. Randy, if you were stuck on a desert island and could only have 10 songs in your mix, give me a song that you would, uh, that you would like to have. Well, I love the song Hallelujah. It's uh, okay. the modern version. It was a... A big one that we played at my wife's funeral service uh, that she loved and that we would play a lot and and just sing and listen to. So I can listen to that over and over and, and in fact, still do because it uh, it triggers, you know, bittersweet, but good, warm memories for me. Plus the memories. Yeah, sure, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. 
All right, terrific. So uh, are we ever going to have a Speaker of the House, or should we just abolish the position? <laughs> it's one of the great questions uh, for the show tonight. You know, is it worth holding out for somebody who is as powerful and committed to America first and freedom as Jim Jordan? And if not, what are the alternatives? This is well, and that's, that's exactly my point. He was approved by the Republican caucus or whatever you guys call it. 125 to 81. He needs all 81 to get through the process because the Democrats are going to uh, unanimously vote against him. You know that. So some of the 81 have said they won't support Jim Jordan. So who do... I won't even ask who the 125 want. They voted for Jim Jordan. Who do the 81 want? What's it going to take to get the malcontents like Ken Buck and Lauren Boebert on board with voting for somebody? You can't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. You've got to find somebody that will do it. And Jim Jordan, to me, seems like a pretty good candidate. He's terrific. He is. He's strong. He's clear. He has a powerful voice. And this is really um, coming down to a battle between the old guard, let's keep it the way it's been, the, the Bush Republicans, and, um, and the new sort of populism-focused America First Republicans. And I, you know, how much have we missed Congress, <laughs> really, the lack of passing of bills and all of that? But it's got to come to a head. And I think instead of doing this behind the closed door stuff now, let's get it on the floor. Let's see who's voting yes and who's voting no so we can identify them. Elections are coming up next year and uh, put people on on record as to where they stand. All right, so let's get Randy Corcoran. You know what? It's the restaurant, travel, movies, book, sports, or whatever I feel like talking about show. Let's get you on record. Will a speaker be elected this week? I think that will happen because, you know, with the attack on Israel and everything that's starting to happen, the need to be able to fund certain things is becoming more and more important. And it's uh, it, it's a real distraction, and uh, it's important to get a functioning government government back together. But people are going to have to step up and support someone with clarity, like Jim Jordan. And you know what? I know plenty of people. I vote Republican. I've made that very clear. I don't get all hung up in the minutia. I don't get all hung up in the issues. I vote Republican. But I know plenty of people that are staunch Republicans just like me. And they're just shaking their head and saying, what is going on? Randy's going to tell you when he comes up at 5 o'clock. His name is Randy Corcoran. The out song is Zach Brown's Toes. I got my toes in the water, my butt in the sand, not a worry in the world, a cold beer in my hand. That'll be me in Cabo San Lucas on January 10th. Check it out on my website. Have a great evening, everybody. I'm Mike Boyle, and this is The Restaurant Show. Yeah, life is good today. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.